Welcome to Season 3 of Pick the Plot. I'm Rebecca McKinnon, your host for this interactive story experience. Together, we'll travel through an original story. A story that's being written as we go, so you can have a say in what happens. This season, we're experiencing an adventure. Will it be a pirate story? A game of cat and mouse? A tale of revenge or betrayal? It could be a combination of some or all of those things. It's up to the listeners, driven by each choice you make. Because on this podcast, the listeners get to pick the plot. At the end of our last episode, an enemy was running at Hank. Sid had to decide if he should shout a warning or try to stop the attack himself. 83% of you wanted Sid to step in and handle it himself. Episode 6. A Reputation Begins The world slowed around them as Sid met the narrow man's gaze. The man's pinched dark eyes were wild. Fear twisted his face, but didn't stop him from running at Hasty Hank and Sid. He was almost upon them. Sid's instinct was to shout a warning, but by the time Hank turned and saw the danger, it would be too late. He moved forward three steps, then four. He spread his arms, grasping his dagger in his right hand and opening his left fist. He'd practiced for this. There was always more to learn, but Cat, and even Hank had deemed him ready for this. The shouts around them felt distant, and even the stench of rotting fish that permeated the unknown ship faded away. The man screamed as he waved his dagger. Sid almost felt sorry for his opponent. The man could use a few lessons of his own. He wielded the knife like a tool instead of an extension of his arm, and his knuckles were white, showing the strain of fingers gripping too tightly. Sid knocked the man's hand aside, but stayed his own blade. With a growl, the man tried again, throwing himself forward. Sid stepped to the side. As the man stumbled by him, a younger man jumped to his feet to steady him. Father! Sid let out a long breath. Relief that he hadn't taken the chance to kill his opponent flooded through him. The man was only trying to protect his family. The younger man pulled the dagger from his father's hand and turned to Sid. I'll make you sorry for touching him. Did the man think Sid should have pushed himself onto the dagger instead of knocking it aside? Sid half turned toward Hank. Are we done here? Hank tipped his head toward the last of the crew returning to the fortune's queen. He crossed his arms over his broad chest and leaned against the mast. We can wait for you to finish your fight. Sid looked back at the man who'd stepped in for his father. The man's grip on the dagger spoke of a comfort with the weapon that the older man hadn't had. His eyes held an eagerness Sid recognized. The leaders of street gangs reeked of it, and it oozed from the watchmen who hunted Sid. It was an eagerness for importance that could only be achieved by standing on the heads and carcasses of people they considered worthless. Sid's blood boiled. Everyone had worth. He glanced back at Hank and allowed a grim, chilling smile to unfurl. Well, if we have the time. 
Sid felt more than saw the young man move toward him. Instinct had him dropping to a crouch, and the man's dagger sliced through the air above Sid's head. He straightened as the man spun around to face him again. Henry, no! A small scuffle stole the man's attention as the ship's crew held his father back, shuffling him to the center of their huddle to keep him from making matters worse. Henry. Sid's smile deepened. Knowing his enemy's name was a quick way to understand him. Sid's mother had once told him that naming a child after the famous, and infamous, kings showed parents expected great things of that child. While Sid had rarely found reason to trust his mother's beliefs, he'd never met a Henry who hadn't expected people to agree with their every thought and action. Each Henry he'd come across had been given every chance in the world. So, while this particular Henry knew how to wield that knife, Sid guessed he didn't expect to have an opponent who didn't follow the same rules he did. Anger pushed Henry to attack again. Sid knocked his arm aside and dragged his own blade from the man's left shoulder across his chest to his right hip. It was a calculated move, cutting through Henry's fine linen shirt, but just scratching his skin. Henry looked down at the thin line of swelling blood. He firmed his slackened jaw and narrowed his eyes. He circled Sid, looking for an easy way through his guard. There wouldn't be one. They traded attacks and parries, feints and grapples, until Sid's breath was heavy and Henry's reactions had slowed. When he was ready to end it, Sid maneuvered them to the edge of the ship. He feinted to draw Henry's attention to his dagger hand, while sweeping his leg out to knock Henry's feet out from under him. Henry lost hold of his dagger and it skittered across the deck. He tried to scrabble after it. Sid grabbed Henry's tattered shirt and hauled him to his feet. Only as the air around them quieted did Sid realize the crew of the Queen had been chanting the nickname Maggie had given him. Henry swallowed hard. The fight left him as Sid pressed the blade of his magic dagger against the man's throat. Spare him, please. The man who'd begun the attack tried to free himself of the hands holding him back. He's my only son. I'll give you anything you want. Have mercy. Hank's slow laugh rolled across the deck as he sauntered up to Henry's father and pushed him to his knees. Not many lived to tell the tale of crossing Silver Sid. Sid's stomach turned. The fight was over. There was no need to kill Henry. He knew Maggie and Hank wanted him to build his reputation in an effort to scare off those who were chasing him, but he couldn't bring himself to cut Henry's throat. There had to be another way around it. He looked at the ship. It was similar to the Queen in size and build. Turning his eye to the people, he could tell which were passengers and which were crew. He saw good sailors, men who shunned dry land in favor of the siren song of the sea the call of freedom, of open waters and harsh sunlight, of raging storms and exploration, was strong. Every sailor felt it. Few who tasted it would willingly return to a land-bound life. Sid pressed the knife a little more firmly to Henry's throat. He met Hank's eyes. We could use another ship. Maggie had told the crew they'd wait until they were closer to Libertalia before commandeering more ships. 
but when one had fallen into their lap, it seemed a shame to let it go. Hank tipped his head at the queen, and Sid turned to find Maggie watching. She lowered her chin a fraction and winked. I suggest a trade. Sid returned his attention to the ship that would turn their own ship into the flagship of a fleet. This ship is ours. Any sailor who signs our articles can stay. Everyone else boards your longboat. In exchange, I'm willing to offer Henry here a chance at survival. Henry's father sobbed with relief, but he wasn't part of the crew, and Sid doubted he was the ship's owner. His clothing was fine enough he could be, but a ship's owner was unlikely to attack pirates who boarded his ship. He'd leave that up to the men he hired. Hank raised his voice. As Silver Sid said, this ship is now ours. If you choose to fight for it, we'll fight, and we'll give no quarter. The crew huddled together, excluding the passengers from their conversation. Their quiet voices were lost in the sound of the waves, but there were gestures to Hank and Sid, and heads bobbed. It didn't take the crew long to decide the ship wasn't worth risking their lives. Hank oversaw the passengers as they were loaded into a longboat. A few members of the crew joined them, but most were unwilling to abandon the increased freedom they would gain by joining the Queen's crew. Throughout the bustling action, Sid kept his hold on Henry, but watched the goings-on so he'd learn how to help the next time they were in a similar position. He wouldn't always be holding a hostage. Once the longboat was loaded, Hank and Maggie had seen those leaving the ship had enough provisions to last until they reached land. Sid had to decide what to do with Henry. He could force the man to stay on board, but it didn't seem wise to keep a prisoner who'd already shown his willingness to cause trouble. They'd have to lock him in the hold. He would be more trouble than he was worth. Sid had promised a chance for Henry's survival. Sid wanted him to live but it had to look as if the man had barely escaped. He shuffled Henry to the edge of the ship. Below them, sunlight glinted on the water. The longboat was down there, too, filled with those escaping life as a pirate. Sid motioned to the gunwale. You can jump off here, or we can set up a plank. Henry's glare darkened. I'll climb down, or you can lower me. Sid shook his head. I agreed to give you a chance to survive not to deliver you. I don't know how to swim. Sid forced a slow laugh. He'd land close enough to the longboat that Henry's father would rescue him before he sank, provided Henry knew enough to float. You should have thought of that before you decided to be a hero. You could have let me be. The sailors were gathering around, blocking Henry in so there could be no escape. Sid nudged Henry until the man climbed up. Go on. Henry's eyes were wide as moons as he looked over his shoulder at the men and women gathered to watch his plunge. Please. Sid spoke quietly. If you're lucky, you'll land near the longboat. Henry licked his lips as he looked down. He nodded, angling himself toward the boat below. He jumped. There was a splash from below, and the crew hollered and whistled. Sid looked over the side, hoping no one would see his worry. Henry bobbed to the surface, and the longboat floated to him, 
hands dragged him into the boat. Sid took a deep breath before turning back to see where he was needed. Maggie caught his eye from the upper deck and motioned for him to join her. Hank appeared at her side as Sid made his way to her. When he reached them, Sid hurried to apologize. I'm sorry for letting things get out of hand. Hank clapped him on the shoulder. You saved me an injury, if not worse. It was well done. Approval shone from Maggie's face. Those who chose to leave will spread tales of their brush with the clever renegade Silver Sid. The tale will grow with every telling, as such stories do, and spread quickly. When we confront the treasure ship, the sight of such a fearsome young pirate will be in our favor. Sid didn't know how to respond. He'd never wanted to be feared. But in this new life of his, a little fear was not a bad thing. Hank widened his stance. Until then, there's work to do. A ship to rename, and a new crew to train. The name is easy. We'll name her for Sid. Maggie's eyes slid from Sid's, probing the air around him as only she could. Renegade's Revenge. Hank nodded, his eyes shining with approval. Sid started to argue, but Maggie had made up her mind. He shook his head instead, feeling something new as they exchanged a look. Sid had never made anyone proud before, but from the looks on both their faces, he'd managed it now, and it felt better than he'd imagined it could. We'll need to restructure the crews. We'll mix the Queen's crew with the Renegades. Hank nodded. Better not to trust their crew alone until we know them better. Maggie raised an eyebrow at Hank. You've wanted a ship of your own, haven't you? This is your chance. He nodded his acceptance. I'll be where you need me, as long as I serve under you, Admiral. Maggie laughed. I'll keep the title of Captain. We can work alongside each other. Sid slipped back a step. Something strange was happening, and he'd be happy to miss it. His movement didn't go unnoticed. Maggie and Hank both looked at him. Maggie reached out and grasped his shoulder. It would seem we're in need of two first mates. Hank put his hand on Sid's other shoulder. That we do, and you're the natural choice. Sid shook his head. He wasn't a natural choice at all. This was his first sea voyage. He didn't know how to run a ship or a battle or how to be in charge of a crew in any situation. The Renegade's crew has reason to give you more respect than anyone else. The Queen's crew already accept you. Maggie looked over the men and women from both crews, mingling together, getting to know one another. When it's put to a vote, they all agree you are the best choice. All that's left is for you to make a choice. You can stay on the Fortune's Queen and serve as Maggie's first mate, or you can be mine on the Renegade's Revenge. Which will it be, Welp? Will Sid choose to remain on the Fortune's Queen with Maggie, or will he follow Hank to the Renegade's Revenge? It's up to you.
You can vote for your plot choice on our website, rebeccamckinnon.com slash pickthepot. Voting will be open for one week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I look forward to seeing where our story goes from here. Thanks for listening. <laughs>